previously on Obedience Podcast. How do you guys think Christians should date? You're not dating just to date. You're dating with the purpose of marriage. Mm-hmm. I believe you can date more than one person mm-hmm. until you commit. When I did do the multiple, it, it never gave me a chance to, to kind of work things out. So you cannot literally kiss the person that you're committed to in a relationship until you're at the altar. We put this unrealistic expectation. That's not your issue. But I don't see me a problem. In my house. <laughs> <laughs> we will kiss. <laughs> Um, I'm all for dating apps. I will say this though. Christians, you need to stay off plenty of fish. And I would, you know, just com- conversate with different people. Didn't really go anywhere until I got stung. It's kind of like if you see a red flag, I mean, because if it's smoke, there's always going to be fire. Mm-hmm. A few years back, I dated a young lady who was quick to anger. Dating is hard, period. Yes. Mm. Just obedience, 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 obedience. Obedience, 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 obedience is a cornerstone of our faith in God. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. Being obedient requires faith in God. Without faith, it is impossible to follow God. Obedience. Obey God. Hey y'all, it's Ashley. And Shantavia. And this is Obedience Podcast. Alright, so we made it through tackling singleness, tackling dating. Mm-hmm. So now let's get into the good stuff. All right. All right. So in the Bible, we see a lot of concepts of marriage. So we see Adam and Eve, Abraham and Sarah, and um, all the relationships. Mary and Joseph. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, no. the Bible does show you like the struggles of marriage, too, mm-hmm. which is nice. You know, Sarah let Abraham sleep with another woman. Um, let's not get into David and his whole situation. Mm. So, um, the Bible gives us good and it gives us the bad, you mm-hmm. know? I know that God wanted us to be in relationships. He designed us to be in relationships. Mm-hmm. So, in this segment, well, this part of our series, Boot Up, we're going to discuss being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. All right. So, in the last episode, you guys talked about how you all met on Bumble. Mm-hmm. So, um... The question I want to ask is, you know, we have to set up boundaries. How did you all set boundaries up from the start of your relationship? Sit down. Uh, sit down face to face. We looked at, okay, if we were to do this, what would we want to do together? What would it take for us to get to that point to agree to be in a relationship? And yeah, that's how we did it. We just took our time and talked about it. Still do, honestly. Mm-hmm. And we, it was weird. I don't remember, I don't think you, I mean, I don't know if you remember, like, our first conversations. Like, they were pretty much real. Like, mm-hmm. we, of course, we had the face-to-face kind of talk about, mm-hmm. like, what we expected. But, like, I remember early on, he was talking about marriage and, like, his expectancies of, like, not that we were going to get married at that time. We were just talking about it. Like, and it came to a shock. But, like, I had this peace on the inside of me. But I don't think we really wasted a lot of time of, like, making those things known. Of, like, kind of getting to know, like, our mind space of, like, mm-hmm. how we thought about different situations and stuff, as, you know, of, of that nature. What about you? I know your fiancé isn't here, but from your point of view. Um, one of the main things that we did is 
we talked about some of our past relationships and what that we weren't going to tolerate going mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. in in this relationship um, that we had. And uh, one of the things that that we did say, um, and because as some of y'all may know, I know I know, um, sex can cloud your judgment mm-hmm. in a, in, a, in a relationship, and just being transparent, especially if it's good. You know, it's some stuff that'll make you overlook some stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, one thing that one thing that we did say was that we were going to be abstinent until we got married. Like, we kiss. Ain't nothing that no kiss or anything. <laughs> kiss now. But, but we, we did make a vow to where we wouldn't have sex until we got married, and uh, we, we stuck with it. Um, and even, even in that boundary, because like I said earlier, um, even though I said, I want you to pray for me, pray with me, I still like those other things. Like, I still like to travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been places to where it's just been me and her, and we were good. It wasn't mm-hmm. no, man, we almost did or nothing like that, because mm-hmm. we set that boundary to where we want, We saw what we did in previous relationships, and we were still single. So now that we're together, we know what it takes to not make those same mistakes over and over again. So we set that boundary like within like the first week or two we we, we were talking we were talking about that and and that's something that that we that we uh that we decided to do and we've stuck with it thus far kudos man yeah like just hundred some more days and hey, i'll be in almost there bro. <laughs> almost there bro. no pun intended right <laughs> so i know like mm-hmm. one of um, the relationship series with pastor mike todd he did say um relationships where the purpose is known open the well where the purpose is not known opens the door for the devil mm-hmm. that's true so i think i do think it's important to like establish those boundaries early on um i know the the from my experience the conversation is like really awkward mm-hmm. you know and so I, I would like put them off like before when i was dating i would just put them off but now i know like hey you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Like it's important to do it right up front. Yep. So, cause that way you're not you're not wasting time. Mm-hmm. If you wait if you waited two months to be like, um, I don't believe in vacations. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if if we're not married, and they be like, well, I do, and that's a deal breaker for me, and that's a deal breaker from you. And then after two months, you finally having that conversation. Now you see it, then you wasted two months of your time. Mm-hmm. So you can't it, get it, back. yeah, it's good. It's good to have. To me, it's good to have it up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, it's, it's a red flag if you don't want to talk about what you want for your future. To me, mm. Ooh, I feel like communication is always something you got to work on because mm-hmm. I know for me, it's hard for me to express myself sometimes because I can get so frustrated where I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But it's still affecting our day to day communication. Sure. So, mm-hmm. communication is hard because I'm the type of person I match energy. So you give me that energy, I'm going to give you that energy, oh, right, baby? Oh, <laughs> oh. So you're not talking, we both just not going to be talking. Can we talk about that? <laughs> I just, can, can let's we, talk about it. Let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. We have, I, I used to do that. I used to do that. But you know what? That's where praying for discernment comes in. Because sometimes you can think something's up, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Or something could be an outside influence with somebody. Mm-hmm. I've had a situation where I wasn't talking for a whole day, but it was because I had a sore throat. <laughs> but no, somebody wouldn't ask this. Not, not, not saying not, not putting anybody on the bus, but I'm saying this, my other wouldn't ask because they just noticed I wasn't talking mm-hmm. or I was short. Mm-hmm. And it developed a whole attitude over nothing. Mm-hmm. And it would have 
been resolved if you had just asked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just ask. That's all you have yeah. to do. Just come and talk. That situation sounds like something I definitely would have been through. But I feel like the, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> I feel like the underlying thing with, with that is pride. Okay. Uh, that submissiveness where if you're really dating someone, sometimes you have to come to that person and set your feelings aside and address what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's cut from a different cloth. Mm-hmm. So therefore, everyone reacts differently. My my best friend's dad, and I call him Pop, told me that with most men, we only really want two things, really in the core, when you're dating someone. Someone who's write it down. What is it? No, real talk, real talk. And this 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 resonated with me because he told me this. He said we want someone who's going to check us when we're wrong. Mm-hmm. And when the world is beating up on us, you're going to rub our head and tell us we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That is probably my one and two. That goes back to what you were talking about, Casey, being able to pray with me when I can't. We, I remember in Romans it talks about uh, when we pray, rarely do we know what we ought to pray for. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit makes discernment and intercession on our behalf. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when it comes to the worldly situations, relationship-wise, your other has to sometimes step in and understand where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, we might not be able to communicate that, hey, at work my boss is a jerk and cut my hours and got my check wrong and now the rent going to be late, you know, therefore throwing off everything. And I might not want to talk about it because I'm still frustrated and don't want to project that energy to you because mm-hmm. you just said that you're, you're a mirror. You mm-hmm. reflect that. I don't want us to blow up by a bad day, you know, so... I think sometimes that's something we have to work on, not being a mirror of energy, but just being still. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Peace be still. Yep, that's exactly what I got. <laughs> Real I, I think that's what that story really harkens on. It's, it's that stillness within you. Mm-hmm. Because God can call you out and show you that it's safe to come out, but if you don't believe in it, if you don't have that stillness within yourself, you're going to drown. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, and that comes back to that, to that spiritual aspect because if, if that was to happen, where your boss was being a jerk or whatever, like that's out of your hands. Exactly. So at that point, that's where if, if your significant other wife, or whatever, she knows out of your hands, well, guess who hands y'all can put it in? Mm. That's when she come to pray and y'all pray together and, and, and y'all work through that. You know, so so that's that's how I look at it. That because a lot of times, even when things are out of, out of our hands, if y'all had that communication or that connection, they're going to look at it in the natural. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, it's something that you did. Mm-hmm. You probably talked to him wrong. You probably was coming to work late and stuff. And like, okay, baby, we're going to sit down. We're going to pray about this. We know mm-hmm. how it looks, but we know who is the author and finisher of our life and of this situation. So yes. we finna join hands or get on eat, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. pray about this situation and, and, and watch God turn around. But until he turns it around, we're going to ask that he sustain us through this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so can you be unequally yoked in a relationship? You can't be. Yeah. We we actually, <laughs> that's actually one of the, it's funny, I'm going to go back in time, Casey, about two years. Um, I've known Casey for two years now, coming up in yeah. February. Um, you held an event, uh, and it was a singles event where you just sat down okay. and just had a talk. Mm-hmm. And um, that was actually the topic of conversation, the, the statement, unequally yoked, and what it means to you. And um, you actually can be. Um, I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Everybody's cut from a different cloth and their spiritual path is different. You can be unequally yoked at a time, 
but I believe as long as you are still progressing forward, we can't use the unequally yoked in a statement where it's like a death sentence to a relationship. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, if that's the case, we wouldn't have that relationship with Christ like we should because mm-hmm. we're ultimately unequally yoked with him. So if we can get to be equally yoked with Christ, we can get to be equally yoked with someone else. Mm-hmm. What he said. What he said. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's it. It was just Casey. Casey, you you were speaking at the event. You hosted it. You and uh, I believe her name was Minister Fitz. Minister Johnny Fitz. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, She went deep into it. And shout out to her if you're watching this somehow. Uh, I I used to take that in context of well, if you were unequally yoked, it just wasn't gonna work. But no, she broke it down and made it make sense that everybody is different. Everybody is this different. As long as you are committed to getting there together, it can work. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't just put a, a death sentence or you're putting God in a box, basically. If you're just using that in the sense where if y'all aren't here at the same you know spot mm-hmm. together going forward it's not going to work no it'll be some days where i might lead you you might lead me so mm-hmm. you think you guys we should define yoked i think you kind of hit on it the yoke is mm-hmm. something that binds the animal the ox mm-hmm. to the contraption to plow and till the land so and and my definition may differ from other people when i hear equally yoked i think what is the driving force between you two what motivates you both what guides you both if you are bound by christ together together with christ and with the goal of being together and dating with a purpose i believe you're equally yoked if your morals can align with the word together mm-hmm. that's equally mm-hmm. yoked to me but because someone i that doesn't mean that i can't date someone who just started their spiritual journey mm-hmm. i might be a, a level 10 saint and they might be a level two saint mm-hmm. it still could work for them you yeah know? You know, they're just a baby in Christ, and that's up to me to lead them and get them to that point where mm-hmm. they can walk and be more firm in themselves. So, don't I? I just feel like a lot of people use that term out of context. Yes. So, and even in the scripture, I might have to pull it up. It said, "Be ye, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers." Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying that, that's that's the key word to be. I know somebody watched this and they like they on that video talking about you can be unequally yoked in a relationship. Yeah. You know, but. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they 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 the devil over there, you know. So I just want to you know put it. It's, we're talking about in that in that sense of unequally yoked. It's talking about unbelievers in the description and turn it. We're talking about we're talking about as far as your dating, you know, saying your your, your dating persona, your your dating mind, the knowledge of, of where you're at. Because it could be to a point to where, yeah, I'm a believer. I may be a fresh believer, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning the way. Like, nobody just became a believer and just did everything right. Right. You know what I'm saying? You were still learning how to do this and, and learning how to do this and learning what not to do, learning what to say, what not to say. So, in that, in that, you're still trying to progress, you know what I'm saying, to like, okay, I know if I touch the stove and it's hot, I know not to touch it no more. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you're just learning. And even in the word, man, I hate that I can't remember it, it says that, um, what, a wife can convert her husband if he's an unbeliever or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's so, really you know, uh, I mean, sometimes people take people take the scripture the scripture literally, but don't apply it spiritually. So, mm-hmm. I, I think those those one of those cases where you need to just just sit down and, and realize that you can be unequally yoked with a person 
in, at, at the beginning, but as long as they're progressing, yeah, you know what I'm saying, they'll believe they're progressing, they'll believe her and trying to get better. Then I think I think you in I think you're in good standing. What you think, Shaq? All right. <laughs> she do a little meditation. Right? <laughs> you know, I say, we got subtitles. <laughs> All right. So y'all spoke on you know what the definition of unequally yoked is. And, you know, you said that, you know, unbelievers. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me tell you my story. Story time. Well, you know, I am I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading it. <laughs> All right. So, I am guilty of trying to yoke with someone who wasn't equally yoked with me. Um, so, I was, it was another situation, so this wasn't a relationship. And um, I did have the conversation, you know. With him about God. It was like my normal conversation. You believe in God? You know, I was expecting mine. Okay, okay. Um, it kind of went the intro. Huh? That's the intro to the conversation? Yeah. No, he was just like, you believe in God? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, <laughs> that was the conversation. Got you. Okay, my bad. Whoa. <laughs> that wasn't even a paragraph. Right? <laughs> really? Whoa. But the conversation went into like, yeah, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. And I don't believe in, like, a lot of the things that happen in the Bible. And I was just like, hmm, how'd that work, <laughs> you know? And, you know, that same day, I was just like, I don't think this will work. Because it wasn't just like a, um, you're this level Christian, and I'm this level, and, like, you're not there yet. It was kind of like. Nah, because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like, you try to make your own religion over here, like, mm-hmm. you know. So. At that time, he was like, you know, um, you're not trying to be understanding. Like, you're immediately immediately taking what I'm saying and just trying to make it this. Um, so, I don't know how he did it, but somehow or another, he convinced me to keep talking to him. So, keep talking to him. And, you know, it was always just on my mind. And I would try to change, you know. I think one of you guys said that you can't change. Mm-hmm. I would try to. I'm like, well, you know Jesus did this, you know. All right, can you read this scripture in the Bible and let me know how you feel? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that would just lead to, like, more disagreements and more arguments with with us. And so, what I decided to do was, okay, we just won't talk about that stuff. We'll just ignore oh, that you believe that. <laughs> mm-hmm. See episode one. <laughs> Was that a flag? See, episode one and two. Right. Um, so I was just like, we're just going to ignore that you think that. We're just not going to talk about it at all. We can just move forward. But then, like, I think one day, we were just talking about, you know, moving the relationship to more than a situationship. And, you know, I thought about it. I was like, okay, we're in a relationship. We get married. You know, what are our children going to do? You know, like, they got to go to church. And, and you over here, like, I don't believe in the whole, like, concept of church, you know. God is enough for me. Um, so. I don't mean to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Explain that to me. What part? The, I don't believe in the concept of church. Um, so, basically, just, I have to speak loosely because it's not my beliefs now. Well, just put it out there. Um, so, from what he told me, he said that. He was one of those people like, you know, this book came before the Bible. 
And this book says this about the Bible. And so we need to look into that that type of person. Okay. Okay. So I got what you're saying. Um so when we got into the conversation relationship, I just didn't see how it would work, you know? Right. And it goes back to the scripture, like, how will it work? I wrote down um Deuteronomy seven, three to four. And I actually read from an article on um crosswalk.com. But it says you should not intermarry with them. You should not give your daughter to his son, nor shall take, nor shall you take his daughter for your son, for they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. Then the anger of the Lord would be kindled and burned against you, and He will quickly destroy you. And so I can't remember where I read it, but it's kind of like you try to like get with somebody who doesn't share the same beliefs as you, then they will try to pull you away from your beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like a safeguard that, you know, God put in place. Like, this is why you shouldn't do it. And so, I mean, Ashley, no, it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but I could never like knock that feeling, you know, knock that feeling of this isn't right. They would still mention Jesus and be like, well, wait, 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 wait. I thought you didn't believe in him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, I, I don't think you even know what you believe in. You know, it's kind of like, but that's not my project to work on. You know, I, I guess at one point I was looking at it like that. Like, okay, that's my project. I need mm-hmm. to work on it. It's like, that's not my project. I'm going to let God deal with you. And then I'm going to deal with myself. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I should have known it was an issue. I mean, because, like, every single person I shared it with, they were like, Mm-mm. you don't believe in what? <laughs> Honestly, when you said, and hindsight is twenty twenty, mm-hmm. uh, Because it, this was brought up to me by you before. Uh, because we we talked about priorities, and on my wall, if you've been to my apartment, I have literally in blue letters God first. And she challenged me with that because it was sometimes I would try to fix things myself, mm. and she was like, "Well, you say that's a priority and it's on your wall, but you're not really showing that. So when you put him on the back burner, I feel like that's why stuff isn't really working." Okay. So, um. What do you think you about how long is too long to become married or to wait to get married? No time limit to me, bruh. I feel like it needs to be made a t-shirt that you stop putting these earthly constraints on God's work, man. Because God I... knows no time. God is infinite, mm-hmm. so time doesn't mean anything to God. So don't put God in a in a box with time, bro. Some people find love and be happily in love and married at like 40 and 50. Mm-hmm. And have been dating for 15, 16 years. And other people like, girl, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have been dating somebody that long. Well, that's why you wasn't dating them that yeah. long. <laughs> that's why you're on the sideline. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So quit. No, man. Ain't no nope. <laughs> I got quiet. Um... <laughs> I don't think you should put a time on it and be like, okay, we're not married in the next year. We, I'm finna go. Um, but I don't think you should wait too long. I do agree with you. We shouldn't put a, a time constraint on it. Um, I did want to bring up the point of don't let, it's not a, like a, a perfect time to get married. Like I know a lot of people wait 20 years. No, not a lot of people, but I don't want you out there waiting 20 years to get married because, um, there's not a perfect time or you're trying to find that perfect time that everything is perfect. Um, I don't know. I don't want, 
I get what you're saying. I I understand. If I may interject, you're saying Mm -hmm. you're never going to be perfect. Yeah. So don't let that be the reason why. Take as long as you need, but don't let it be that you're trying to be perfect Mm -hmm. when you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Because a lot of people say, I'm trying to, I need to get this ready before I get married. I need to make sure all my ducks are in a row. Like nothing, I don't don't think everything is going to be perfect um, before you get married. But I think as long as you guys have a common goal, you know what the goal is, and you know how to communicate through things. Of course, I feel like you should have a good foundation. Um, You don't want, both of y'all don't want to be broke, you know, (laughs) moving into it. That's going to put a, 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 what is a restraint mm-hmm. on your marriage, and that's gonna bring added stress. So I think you should be like, um, I guess, have that foundation or to be comfortable in that financially. So let me pose the question: Do you think that is a legitimate reason to to be considered preparation, like getting yourself ready to be a foundation before marriage? Yeah, I think because you don't want to come together incomplete. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of people think um, a marriage is going to complete them or a relationship is going to complete them. Um, You should already be complete going into a relationship. If anything, your spouse or your boyfriend or whoever is going to compliment who you are. So, yeah. If that's what you've been praying for, I know Jeremy said it earlier about being ready. Just make sure that, that, that you're ready. Because you never know when when God is going to answer that prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember That's I was true. at I was at a church one time and a, um, a bishop he got up and spoke, and he said that God was sending him to this place to preach to that place to preach. And he said while people was going home and getting home cooked meals, he was going to McDonald's and going to a hotel room. And he was like, Lord, I need you to send me my wife or whatever. And he said that he was on a uh, he was on a five day traveling where he was going to speak, and he said. On the fifth day, when he was getting ready to head back home, he met and married his wife. The same day? After five days. Whoa. After five days. And at that point, they had been married four or five years at that point. But he right. met he met his wife during that stretch. And after the fifth day of them knowing each other, they got married. Don't put God in the box, bro. <laughs> but like I like I said back Woo. then, I was like, well, I'm engaged now, but I, but I was single then. I was like, man... Jesus got to be sitting, I got to be sitting in Jesus' lap for me to, <laughs> to do stuff like that. Like, you got to be like, that's all right now. <laughs> you know, but, but that just let you know what, what, um, extraordinary measures God can do. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about that, I feel like sometimes we, we're, we're more cautious and scared of love than anything else. Because if, if I know, if I pray, if I say, God, I need you to put a million dollars in my account. And if he turned around and did that tomorrow, I'm not going to be like, well, I'm going to wait <laughs> about about a year before I touch it because I don't know. And then we can sit around and uh, we can sit around and pray for a husband or for a wife. And then they come and you know, you know, it could have been nobody but God. Just like it was nobody but God that put the money. You were like, well, I don't know. The devil know what you want to and all this other <laughs> stuff. So, you know, I just feel like if y'all had that connection, you know, uh, I think I think your prayer, God will bear witness to your prayer. You know, it, it, would, it would come in the way you'd be like, man, God, this couldn't have been nobody but you, mm-hmm. you know, so, and that comes without a time limit, you know, I mean, most people don't, I don't think most people pray say, well, God, I, I need you to find me a husband in three and a half weeks on the 10th day of this month and right. all this other stuff, so, 
Um, I just think just just be aware. Just be aware of what, what God can do and mm-hmm. trust it. Well, what I think is um, kind of like what you guys said, there's no time frame on it. But if, if God told you to get married to this person and you know he told you, then you don't need to wait. What's the point of wait? I mean, he told you to do it. At that point, like, you're just being disobedient, you know? Mm. Um, if God laid it on your heart to marry this person, you can't like, make excuses why you shouldn't do it. You know, like, oh, I don't have enough money to buy the ring. If he told you to do it, he'll make that ring happen. Or I want to make sure I get a promotion before this happens. Or my money looks this way before this happens. I know what you said, but let me do this first. He knew what your situation looked like when he told you to do it. So I just feel like if if God told you to do anything, don't be hesitant on it because he knew everything that was already in the way of you doing that and he made a plan for it. So what's the point of waiting? Don't be disobedient. And that applies to more than just relationships. It's it's everything. If God tells you to do something, do it. He told you for a reason. So I actually one million percent <laughs> agree with that. And me and my family, we had that talk. And I could tell, I said, well, shoot. I said, I'll marry you tomorrow, you know what I'm saying, right. if, if, if you're down for it. And we actually went on the fast and uh, and prayed about a day. And um, I'm of the mindset to where I'm not the only one that God got to say something to. If he say something to mm-hmm. you and I trust you, I said, okay, then. So she was like, well, you're probably not going to like the date. And I was like, well, what's the date? And she told me the date. And I said, okay, I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? If If, if I trust you enough to say that. I could marry you. I'm going to trust you enough to believe that you can hear, you know what I'm saying, from God as well. So, you know, so I said, okay, then I said, I, you know what I'm saying, I trust it. So, so that's what we're going to roll with. So, but, but I definitely believe in, in, in what you said. If, if, if God said it and it ain't nothing else holding you up, like a, y'all try to get a, a confirming date through God. But if, 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 if that's not the case, I say go for it. But that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. Because God's word is not going to change. You know, mm-hmm. right? I understand. I think I'm a little bit more. I was talking to someone the other day. Um, I'm more of a skeptic. I'm the doubting Thomas out the group. <laughs> uh, Got to see it, huh? Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm. I used to be shame in saying that, and there's nothing wrong with being a doubter. I'm a skeptic, and I used to feel like that was me having a lack of faith. But then I think about why God, well, why Jesus chose Thomas. He knew that about Thomas and I feel like God selected his disciples based on the different personalities of man mm-hmm. that anybody who's like this person can drop what he's doing and follow me and so with me identifying I feel like Thomas is my spirit animal <laughs> I can understand being a skeptic of everything but that's just that's just me that doesn't make me any less of a Christian it's mm-hmm. just that's just the type of cross I bear that I have to be shown that. And God knows that because he called me by my first and middle name, like we talked about earlier. So that's just something me and you will have to deal with that, you know, I just can't act as readily as someone else based on faith. I have to get that confirmation, you know, and I have to be sure in that confirmation. And sometimes God does have to tell me twice. Sometimes you have to nudge me a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But I want to know that I'm not, acting on my own accord so i feel like my doubt isn't just fear of missing out on something on the outside it's the fear of acting on my own accord mm-hmm. versus acting on his mm-hmm. so you want to be certain yeah so are you saying like you need like a hundred percent faith to move no not even not, just like on marriage i'm just saying no, like, and, on... I, and i don't mean that literally in every aspect it's just 
I know me when it comes to emotional situation. This is new territory for me. Mm-hmm. I just want to be sure that I'm not acting on me because I'm a fixer. You know I'm a fixer. Mm-hmm. Even when there's stuff I can't directly <laughs> affect, I still try. Or mm-hmm. I, I try, you know, that's that's me. And so I just need confirmation that, okay, this is your cue. So, like, you'd be, like, walking one day, and then a piece of paper fly in your eye, and it say Ashley on the piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and I'd be like, okay, God, was I just happen to be walking in a oh. day? <laughs> or is that what's supposed to be? You know, that's, that's, that's me to a gotcha. You know, gotcha. I just don't want to over-assume God, because I feel like I've seen how crushing, how crushed people get when they put their expectancy on God, mm-hmm. and that's not God's plan. And so now they're in a spot where they feel like, well, you didn't do what you told me you was going to do. No, that's what you wanted him to do, and he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, And I, I can actually feel you on that because it was uh, it was uh, this was way back in about 08 or 09, and uh, my car broke down on me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lord, you know, I got to get these kids to school. I got to go to work. I said, you know, so I said, I, I need you to, I need to get a car. And uh, it was one day. Um, I had missed the bus, and I had to walk from work. And you know where the old Roosevelt Warehouse to be? Over there on 43? I walked all the way there from my house. All the way there. And when I was walking, I heard God say, he said, he said, you'll never walk again. I said, okay. And then after that, I was driving my aunt car to work, take the kids to school. And I remember I said, okay, God, you know I need a car. I said, but show me what, what, don't show me what I want to see. Show right. me what I need to see. Right. And right. I remember I was um turning onto the interstate and a fire red Jaguar had almost ran the light. And I said, okay. And I just kept seeing Jaguars, whatever like that. But make long story short, I ended up getting a Jaguar. You know what I'm saying? And it was just so funny because I had never thought about that car. But I remember God, he was like, he was like, you'll never walk again. I said, okay. And then after that, like, I just kept seeing then when I was like, okay, let me see. Don't let me see what. I want to see, but what mm-hmm. you want me to see, and that's when that—I mean, it was like a like a red flag type, you know, what I'm saying color, and I was like, wow. And then, uh, then about a week later, that's what I ended up getting. Right. I, I don't want to. What did they call it? When your nose wide open and you wide eyed. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that. You know, I used like, to be that. Looking for my blessing. Like, where yeah. is that? Is that it? Is that it? No, I don't want to be that. I just want to be focused, and it's just like, oh, that is. Yeah, that's how you speak. I, I want. It's like I wanted to see. What mm-hmm. I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's God right there. And then, like, no, nah, I wouldn't. That was, that was all right. Casey. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I feel like you've had a lot of great discussions. So, come back here. Same time. Uh-huh. Next Friday. Uh-huh. For part five uh-huh. of this series. Uh-huh. I'm really excited about it. Me too, child. <laughs> so, um, yeah, come back. And as always, be obedient.